John chapter 14 and verse 1, it says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know. And the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? And it sounds like to me, Jesus already told him, you know the way. But he said, Lord, I don't know the way. And I think, I, I think sometimes we do know, but we just have a little bit of doubt. And we, we do know what to do, but sometimes we struggle to obey. We do know, but thank God, sometimes we want to hear it from the man of God or from somebody in our life to kind of affirm that. And so maybe, hopefully, I can try to help some of you young people. I believe you do know the way. I believe you do know what is right. And you do want to go to the next level, but maybe you just need a little bit of an affirmation from the word of God. Praise God. So it says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you, ye know him and have seen him. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord. We love you, Jesus. God, we worship you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Magnify you, Lord. I bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Savior. God, there is none like you. You're our helper today. You're our Savior today. Holy Ghost, I pray that your will would be done. Lord, I pray that you would move in this house. I pray, God, that you would touch every place. Touch every young man. Touch every young lady, Lord. Touch every visitor, Jesus. I pray that your will would be done in this service. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. Praise God. The door, the house, and the window. The door, the house, and the window. The door is the way in. The Bible says a wise man will hear and increase in knowledge or in wisdom. So you got to learn how to listen. A wise man will hear. If you're not listening, you're on the outside of the door. You're not in the right way. Jesus said, I am the way. So we have to listen to the words of Jesus Christ. He said, I am the door. And if any man comes through me, he will find rest and can go in and out. So the door is the way. We have a way in this church. It's an apostolic way. And you know that. We all know that. Jesus Christ is the way. Everything that our man of God preaches through this pulpit, it's the way. If we want to obey it, that's another thing. 
we may hear it. We might say, Lord, show, show us the way. He's already showed you the way. If you've been on the, in this church for any length of time, you know the way. You know the way. You know what you should do. I know what I should do. Praise God. That's the door. The door is what separates you from being either on the inside or the outside. I'm telling you, let's get on, on the inside. Let's go through the door. Praise God. Let's go through the door. And that first step is just humbling yourself and repenting. We just got to humble ourselves. It's, it's very simple. Not always easy, but pretty simple. The way in is the way all of us came in. Nobody gets no cheap pass, no fast pass. Same Disneyland. You can't pay extra and get a, a little side room and you go around. You don't have to go in the way because we got a real man of God. He don't care. <laughs> he doesn't. He preaches. He preaches to all of us right there. That's the way. You know the way. I know the way. It's right there. Humble yourself and repent. Repent at an altar. Ask God to forgive you. Say, God, I'm sorry for all of my sins. That is the door. That is the way. Anyone that wants to come to Jesus, anyone that wants to know the truth, has to go through the way. Doesn't matter where you come from. Don't be embarrassed. If you haven't gone through the way, we all went through that same way. We all came up to an altar and humbled ourselves. And we had people in our ear and praying for us, holding up our hands, and snot was coming down our face. You can do it, and I think you know it, too. And I know we got some visitors in here. You've been here a few times. I think you know the way. And I believe Jesus is saying, just come on in. Come on in. Repent at this altar. Pray it into your heart. Pray it into your spirit. The Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. I didn't come here just to waste your time or my time. I believe God is going to help us today. Amen. Praise God. But if we can pray, let's pray because that's how you go into the door. That is how you go in the way. It isn't the way of prayer. Let's lift our hands and pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God, I want you to have your way, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, touch every heart. Touch every heart. Touch every heart. Praise God. That way is prayer. That way is humility. That way is repentance. Praise God. And the house is the truth. The truth. The truth. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And I just want to say, you're not going to be able to see the beauty of this precious truth from the outside. You only get a glimpse if you're standing at the door. So I want to encourage even young person, visitor, come on in. There is so much more beauty in the truth. That's why the Bible says, ye shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You can't see the truth from the door. You can't experience the joy of the Holy Ghost, the truth, the peace that passes all understanding. 
And the truth is, once you've been covered by the blood, you have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the cross, young people, is your middleman when you blow it. All you have to do is say, Lord, I messed up. And you will be forgiven. You will be set free from condemnation. This is why the truth of the word of God that we hear preached, preached through this pulpit is so important. Because that is our solid foundation. That is how we build on our faith through the word of God. That is how we speak to this world is through the word of God. What are we going to tell them? We're going to tell them the truth. Praise God. How do you get this truth in your heart? It's very simple. You pray it into your heart. You pray on it. Say, God put a love in my heart for the truth. God put a love in my heart for prayer. God put a love in my heart for the man of God. God put a love in my heart for the house of God, for the people of God. Hallelujah. And the truth will protect you and keep you. Praise God. I remember one time years back, I was to Pastor Garza, I'm struggling with something. He said, read the word. Read the word. And man, I'm telling you what, just reading the word, that'll give you a strength. That'll give you a faith. And you know what? It will protect your mind. It will protect your heart. It will protect you from evil spirits. There's so many lies out there. Lies, lies, lies. They want to tell you you can be whatever you want just if you think it. That's a lie. And that spirit will attack you. That spirit will come visit you. But you fight that with the word of God and truth. And you know what? If you get that truth in your heart, it is going to be a protection. If you know the truth, a hundred lies can come your way and you'll spot it. That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. There's only one God. That is the truth. Only one. They can come and tell you about Buddha, Muhammad, a three-legged God, or I mean a three-headed God. <laughs> Maybe three-headed, three-legged. I don't know. <laughs> you won't believe it because you know the truth. Just as sure as you know that white is red. Is it red? No? You sure? 100%? That guy's thinking about it. No. Just like we know that this is a white wall, I'm telling you what, you can stand that firm on the word of God. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt anything in the book. Don't doubt anything in the book. It will give you a strength and a faith to move forward. Praise God. I thank God for the truth. Visitor friend, the truth will set you free. I know you know that. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. There's, there's great things for you. And the last thing I'm almost done is the window. And that is the life. Young people, you only get to be a teenager from 13 to 19. That's your window. You might act like a kid when you're 25, but we didn't give you a license for that. No one gave you permission to be a kid at 25. 
13 to 19 is your window. And after that, hate to tell you, you got to move on to adulting. <laughs> Maybe a little sooner before that, but 13 to 19, I think what the devil tries to do is he tries to get you to delay your purpose for temporary pleasure. He knows you only got a little bit of time to do a certain work for the Lord. The Bible says when you get married, you care for the things of this life. And praise God for people getting married. I'm married. But there is a sweet blessing as being a young person working for God. Living for God. Getting conviction in your heart. And you know what? Sometimes the devil just tries to keep us. With a little stinking, stupid temptation, just because he knows if he can keep you maybe one more service, maybe just one more service from giving it all to God. Visitor friends, the same thing. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. They, oh, you know what? Sunday, there's two services. You know, he's, he's just keeping you at bay from finding your purpose in the kingdom. Young people, every single one of you have a purpose in the kingdom. Don't delay the purpose and the plan of God for a quick temporary pleasure. Just like that, I'm telling you, you might be graduating high school. You're going to be 18. You're going to have to get a job, and then you're going to have another excuse. And I'm guilty. I'm not, I don't have this all figured out in that way. But I want to let you young people know there is a window. There is a time frame. There is a blessing in learning to get this way, this truth, and this life. I'm telling you what. If you young people really, 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 and I believe you do. I believe you know the way. I believe you know the truth. I believe you want life. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not just fellowship, even though we have a good time fellowshipping. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you really want to live, it is joy in the Holy Ghost. It is joy in working for God. It is joy at this altar. It is joy in worship. It is joy in prayer. man of God told, I can't remember his name now, slipped my mind, but he said, open the window. And he said, shoot the arrow of deliverance. An opportunity. We don't go back to this service ever again. We don't go back to today ever again. What are you going to do with your teenage years? What are you going to do? In this youth group, what, what kind of mark are you going to leave in this youth group? What are we going to be known for? The youth group of 2024. We got the opportunity. But sometimes we just stay in the house. And I think that's happening more and more. With all these video games and internet stuff, Pastor Garza says kids don't get out and play enough. 
They just look through a window. They look on a screen. It's like a window that lets them see all this virtual stuff. You never got on a motorcycle, but in the video game, double backflip, busting threes. On the video game, this make fake believe world, looking through the window. Wow. Right here, and I'm guilty. My screen time is going down. Okay, looking through the window to a fake life, never getting up and getting out there, making it happen for the kingdom. The devil wants to keep us just enough, just enough. Oh, yeah, we had good church. Praise God. There's a world out there. There's the real world out there that doesn't have what we have. They don't have it. They can't even see it. They don't even know what we have. The protection, the peace, the love. And we're sitting at the window. Sitting at the window. When God has given us strength. God has given us health. God has given us a lot. Financial blessings. God has given us so much. I'm telling you what, what are you going to do with what God gave you? What are you going to do when you look back and you're 25 and you're married? What are you going to tell your kids one day what you did in your youth group? What are you going to tell them? I'm telling you what, you got an opportunity. You got an opportunity to do something great for the kingdom. You know the way, you know the truth. And I'm telling you what, let's start living life. Let's start living life. You know how we live life? We do the will of God. Man, that revelation hit me today. I wrote it on my hand. I said, well, that's how you have life. You dingbat, you still didn't get. Do the will of God, you'll be happy. <laughs> right, that's down. Got my notes right there. Do the will of God and you will be happy. You will have joy. You will have peace. Doesn't mean it's always easy, but at the end of the day, man, that peace of going to sleep and knowing that you're right with God and right with the man of God, priceless. Priceless. Praise God. Let's all stand. Second Samuel chapter six, the Bible says in verse 16, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, the ark was the presence of God. Into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, the Bible says, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. David was having church. David was getting a hold of God. David was in the way. David knew the truth. And I'm telling you what, David was having a good old time. 
David was loving the presence of God and the glory of God. David was living life. He was uninhibited, praising God because he read it. He knew who he was. David wasn't a man without sin. David wasn't a man that never failed. David wasn't a man that was perfect. But he knew how to get in the way. He knew where he had to go. He knew which door to go through. He knew the truth. He knew God's mercy. And that's how he found life. But the Bible says that Michael was by a window just watching. I'm telling you what, she was miserable. She was miserable. Just looking like, can't believe the king. Look at the king. Bitter, angry, no peace, no joy, no liberty. Lay it all down. This is, a, this is an opportunity for you to lay it all down. Don't worry about Michael. The Bible says Michael ended up having no kids, no children. And saw David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in his heart. Verse 22 says, this is David's response. And I want this to be your response to, the, to that condemnation, to that voice of the world that's trying to get you not to fully commit and sell out like Brother Jesse was saying. There's a voice out there just saying, look at you, you think you're apostolic? You think you're a Holy Ghost? Young? You think you yes, you, you are apostolic. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've been covered by the blood. You can live an overcoming life. David said, I will be more vile than thus. He said, you thought I was praising? You thought I was getting a hold of God before? He said, I'm going to give it some more. And that's what you need to do to the voices of this world today. They try to tell you all this junk that you can live any old way. And you need to tell those voices in your own head, shut up. I'm going to live for God. And you know what? Just because you said that, I'm going to get up there in this altar and I'm going to give God everything I got. Everything I got. You have an opportunity today to give God everything you have. Leave here with nothing left. Leave it all on the altar. If it's sin, repent of it. Repent of it. Give it all to God. When you walk out of here, make sure you have nothing left. And that's when you know you have given your all to God. Because God said, I won't accept nothing less than your all. So we might as well come to this altar and we might as well give it all to God. Because that's all he's going to accept. Give him your whole heart. Visitor friend, you don't have to wait another service. You can come to this altar. And take this opportunity to shut down the voice of fear, to shut down the voice of doubt, to shut down the voice of condemnation. Repent before the Lord. Grab hold of the word of God, young people, and let's start living.